Hi, this is Ann Wilson, and this is Life Minute TV. I'm an angel, I'm a lush. It's pretty much universally agreed that Ann Wilson is in possession of one of the greatest voices in rock history. She's been a trailblazer for all female front women since 1973 when she and younger sister Nancy took their band Heart to multi-platinum Rock and Roll Hall of Fame status. Now at 71 years young, she's more fierce than ever, and her latest solo release has the title to prove it. We sat down with this legendary beauty virtually recently to hear all about it and more. This is a Life Minute with Ann Wilson. Hello. Hi, Ann. Thanks for joining us in Life Minute. You look great. How oh, are thank you? you? Thank you. I'm, just... I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? Good, thanks. So tell us about your latest album. It's called Fierce Bliss, and it's a collection of 11 songs, seven of which are new originals that I wrote. I wrote them during the pandemic quarantine lockdown time where there was nothing else that I was supposed to be doing, you know, that uh, the craziness and the chaos of touring had been shut down. So it was a time to just be still and daydream and think and look out the window. It was perfect for writing. So I got these good, these good demos out of it. And um, a bucket list uh, item of mine has always been to go record at the Muscle Shoals Fame Studio down in Alabama. So we went there, you know, we put on our masks and got our vaccinations and went down there and, and uh, the musicians I met there that had been hired just to help me develop these demos turned out to be so great. And they inspired me so much that now we're a band and, and uh, we did 40 shows together last year. And uh, so so we came up with these, these 11 songs, both in Muscle Shoals and in Nashville and in uh, Connecticut at the power station. And um, we got cover art by Roger Dean, the fantasy artist, and um, we're ready to go. I love that it's been called the classic rock comfort food. Yeah, it's it's songs that would come out of my sensibility. I mean, I have been around for many, many, many years now and been writing songs forever since, I guess since I was about 18. So. They're, they're going to have some kind of classic rock feel to them because of just the age I am, where I come from. I think that's cool. Very cool. So tell us some of the meanings and the stories behind some of the songs on the album. Well, uh, let's see. The song Greed, I think, toying with the idea of writing an album that was just about the seven deadly sins, right? And then I thought, well, no, no that's kind of heavy-handed, you know, kind of monodimensional. So choose one. So I chose Greed because of the way I see the world going right now. It's just at this stage where it's so completely materialistic. As the World Turns is a song about how you have an argument with somebody who you're extremely close with and it seems like the world's gonna end because you care so much about them and they care about you and you just go at it together and then you think, okay, this is all over, but then it's not. You just, the world keeps on turning and you keep on living. And it's it's kind of reassuring to know that it's, it's not the end of everything. Fighting for Life is a song I wrote when my husband and I first got together, because I never met anyone like him. He's this guy who, who insists on being honest at all times with everybody 
forthright and honest, even when it's uncomfortable, because he just can't be two-faced. He doesn't have that in him. And he's authentic and real at all times. And that's one of the things that drew me to him at the beginning. Now, after nearly seven years of marriage, it's kind of like, can you just tone it down with the honesty <laughs> for a minute? You know, no, I can't. But anyway, so that's what Fighting for Life is about. It's about this dude who just has to tell it like it is, you know. Um, Blackwing is during the pandemic, I was, you know, we all stayed at home inside for over a year we weren't even supposed to go to the grocery store or anything if we could help it and um so i live on this big river the saint john's river and um in florida and every day i was looking out the window at this big river and seeing these big beautiful seabirds that were so free and they they were just soaring over and being free to fly over there to saint augustine or new york or wherever and I was stuck in the house, you know, and so I started talking to these birds, like saying, God, I wish I was you. <laughs> and so that's where Blackwing came from. Uh, Vince Gill came and sang on a duet with uh, me on the Queen song, Love of My Life. Love of my life, love of my life. We took that into a really organic and sort of raw, down-to-earth form. And I wanted to sing with a man on a duet, but I, I didn't want it to be a, like a gruff male voice. I wanted it to be really angelic. So that meant it had to be Vince. And I asked him if he wanted to do it. And he said, yeah, so we did. Um, also, I've got Warren Haynes on two songs from Government Mule. And I've got Mule actually playing on the track and me singing so i was essentially i was their lead singer for two songs and uh, i've got kenny wayne shepherd bridge of size and missionary man and he just he just nailed it you know on both those songs uh, and then of course i have tom bukovac which has a he has a following of his own uncle larry <laughs> and uh it's just so inspiring playing with this band i have now with Tom is the leader, you know, and, and just, um, we did 40 shows together last year, so it's really working. And what can fans expect, Anne, when they see you play live? What are they going to get? Well, they're going to get a few heart songs, like maybe about four or five of them. And they're going to get some of the new songs off Fierce List. And some, I'm not exactly sure yet because we haven't gone to rehearsal at this point, but it'll be a mix of new and my stuff and heart and you said muscle shoals you were so excited about i'm sure they're excited to get you there too as well they were really they're really great people really down to earth and and they've seen it all i mean they've seen they've seen the rolling stones and aretha franklin and all those people that came in in the early days to make that place so famous and so they're just friendly and hospitable they take care of whatever you need and they keep the studio in great condition and you you bring in it's an old and kind of funky place but they've kept it really sweet and warm and you can really feel the vibes there and time and time again you're called the best lead singer of all time you know female or not in fact Paul Stanley just said it the other day in his Instagram I don't know if you know that um, how do you feel about that 
Well, I think being called the best singer of all time is kind of over the top. I don't. Many people don't. But um, it's flattering and for sure to be included in that list. It's not like the best female singer of all time. Right. It's just a list of both of singers, you know, which I've always longed for all these years. I think that's the best part about it. Yeah, I agree. So who are some of your favorites of all time? Oh, I think that uh, Joni Mitchell in her prime was just a fantastic singer. And Lucinda Williams now, I mean, she's so raw. Um, I love the way she sings. Um, I think that John Lennon was an incredible singer. Uh, Freddie Mercury. Some of the same people that are on Paul Stanley's list. Rod Stewart was one of my big influences early on. Elton John, his his early stuff. He was a killer singer. When I was just a little kid, I was probably about in third grade, and my parents had this Harry Belafonte album called Belafonte at Carnegie Hall. And I remember lying on my back, listening to that record, and particularly Belafonte's version of Danny Boy just gave me goosebumps. You know, I just wanted to do that so bad. So. And also Judy Garland inspired me. I wanted to be able to sing like that. I think I understood from the earliest get-go that it was a soul thing, not a voice thing. It's it's like what comes from inside the person's emotions. And writing, did that always come natural to you? No, <laughs> no, it did not. <laughs> Songwriting is really hard because, well, like I've set the bar at this place where kind of high for myself or I just don't want to repeat myself I don't want to hey write another barracuda write another crazy on you you know I just don't want to do that what's the point so coming up with something original is really hard and leaving your critic outside the door is really hard but when it works boy it sure is satisfying I think it's working yeah <laughs> so how do you take care of that famous voice Normally, when I'm not on tour, it's no big thing. Uh, it's it's just get rest, drink water, take some vitamin C. Um, but when I'm on tour and we're doing like a show a night, you know, two hours, that's really physical and it really beats up my throat because I sing in a real physical way. And so what I do is I don't do more than two shows in a row, then I have a day off two on, one off. And I take a lot of Arnica. It, it's an herb that helps with swelling and bruising. Mm -hmm. And I take those little canister things full of pellets. Like I take a lot of them after a show and it really helps so yeah. I'm good for the next day. Those are the only things I really do different and just rest and water. What are some of your favorite songs to play live? I like doing Crazy On You. I like doing any of the new stuff. I think Mistral Wind is a great song to do um, because that's almost like you become an actress and you're telling a story, you know, and that's what keeps it really interesting for me. So what's something your current self would tell your younger self? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I think my current self would my current self would say, be careful about too much ego 
because that's really an illusion. And just relax. Don't let the stress get you down. Because I think the times, like, for instance, in the 1980s, when um, we were having our biggest commercial success, like with number one records and stuff like that, the stress is just incredible. And um, the stress to maintain and we did so many shows back to back in those days. We could do that because we had a little private plane and everything. And we could do six shows a week. And But the stress, especially on a singer, is terrifying. So, yeah, I would say to my younger self, take it easy on yourself, you know, and let other people know that you've got to preserve the golden goose, the singer, you know. You can't just run them ragged and expect them to survive and sound good. And what would you say inspires you creatively? Well, creatively, just about anything, I guess. It's it's just um, love does. When my husband and I got together, it was a really prolific time for writing songs. Um, or it, it, if I get really angry about something, that seems to be a time when I write a lot just because the anger removes the filters, you know, and you just, you have to vent and you don't really care how you come off if you're angry enough. So that's, that's an inspirational time. I get inspired sometimes when I'm really sad too, but those don't end up being the best songs. They end up being a little bit droopy and kind of draggy, you know. <laughs> I think the most inspired ones are love and anger. Is there anything you do differently now than you did before? Would you say your sound has evolved or your songwriting has evolved in any way, changed in any way? Yeah, my songwriting has evolved for sure in the sense that I don't feel the need to try and tailor my songs to anything that's going on. I used to be saying to myself, don't write about that because people will hate it or no one's gonna like this, you know? Like, I don't do that anymore. I just write what I'm gonna write, and then if it works, it works. It's a kind of relaxation. And I have to ask you about Nancy. Are you guys still in contact? Yeah, there's this myth that she and I are feuding or something, which is totally, uh, totally untrue. We're just taking a minute to do our solo things, you know? And then next year is the uh, 50th anniversary of when Heart got together, so we're planning some some events for that and so we'll be playing oh good i'm glad i asked you that <laughs> is it weird you know not being on stage with her after all these years not really because i've been doing my solo thing since about 2015 mixed in with heart you know it's kind of like the thing that that ed vetter is doing with pearl jam i mean he does his own thing yeah. and then he goes out with pearl jam and it's both you know it feeds both entities Okay, so what are some of your favorite ways to relax? I like to play with my dogs big time, and I like to swim. I'm opening up a shop in this village that I live in. We just closed on the retail space uh, last week. Oh my gosh, congratulations. What will you be selling? Clothes and, and interesting little items. Is that something you always wanted to do? Or? Yeah, I've been wanting to do that for, I don't know, I guess a I guess the last five years or so. Okay, so what's your favorite comfort food? Oh, well, comfort food, I guess would be mashed potatoes. <laughs> Something that simple. I could just eat them by themselves, you know. 
<laughs> What's uh, your... But you look amazing, I gotta tell you. Well, Me, you. Uh, definitely potatoes too, like French fries. Yeah, Not mashed, yeah. I like French fries. <laughs> yeah. And you look amazing. I said it before. What are some of your secrets? Um, no secrets, really. I drink a lot of water. I get a lot of rest. I think those those two things are really responsible to a large degree and genetics. I mean, my mom, Yes. our mother was beautiful into her 80s, you know, she and her mother, too. So. What were your parents like growing up? Were they supportive of you guys getting together? And how did you even get into the business? Our mother was very suspicious of the entertainment industry. And because she had been a huge fan of Judy Garland and Nina Simone and saw the obstacles that were thrown up in front of them in terms of glass walls and things that were asked of them that became their destructions and uh she thought it was a tinsel world so she was pretty suspicious of two of her three daughters getting involved in it our father on the other hand was big number one supporter you know and he he drove us to the early gigs and he would read all the reviews and get really pissed off if it, if, if it was a bad review <laughs> and really thrilled if it was a good one you know so <laughs> he was a really big big supporter. We just got into it by, I guess, being in the, at the right place at the right time and meeting the right people and who, who believed in us and um, coming up with a few songs like Crazy on You and Magic Man and uh, Barracuda and things like that. So that at a time when the music, especially the rock business was male dominated, we were able to penetrate and um, be the penetrators. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And what were you thinking when you wrote all those songs? Well, uh, Magic Man was was just a leaving home song about my first love. And uh, Barracuda was written in anger at this sleazebag who really insulted my sister and I as women. Barracuda kind of ripped the wool out in front of my eyes about the music industry because I thought it was going to be like so cool and the Beatles were so cool and it's just a cool business to be in you know I found out that it was just as sleazy as our mom predicted <laughs> in so many ways and that that really angered me so that was Barracuda. Okay and some more uh Fluffy questions. What's something you never travel without? Well, my husband, for one thing, we <laughs> we always travel together. Uh, I don't have anything besides a laptop, really, that I would have to take all the time. And clothes. I need I need options, you know. So I always have too many suitcases. And of course, you have the coolest style. Uh, where'd your style come from? Um. Well, my style was founded probably in the 1960s in in England, and uh, you know Carnaby Street, and uh, I like the shifts and the tights and all that kind of stuff. And so I would call it maybe Brit fashion. Are you going to sell some of that stuff in your store? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that it's yeah. I've got access to some really amazing pieces and. Um, the town where we live is 
it doesn't have anything like this in it. And it's going to be interesting to see how the locals take to it. And also the cities around here will come to it, you know. But uh, yeah. it's going to be, be interesting to see, because the area is kind of conservative, how far they can be pushed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, since this is Life Minute, what are some of your biggest life lessons? Life lessons. Um, one of the biggest ones is to not get so worked up over what other people think, just to not take things personally. It's really a hard lesson to learn because bad comments hurt, they sting, you know. So uh, that's the lesson that I work on all the time. I've got it down pretty much. Every so often something will get through my armor, you know, and just go like, ouch. But, uh, but most of the time I'm good with it now. Do you feel like you've had that a lot in your career? As a woman uh, yeah. who doesn't look like a model, you know, who, uh, like, it would be so hard to be a young woman today getting into the entertainment industry because they have to be able to sing like Mariah Carey. They have to look like a model. They have to be able to dance, be pulled up into the air on trapeze type things. I mean, it's, uh, they have to be like quadruple threats now. And uh, it must be super hard, you know. And there's so many of them that they're all in competition. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, I was going to say what's next for you, but uh, is there anything you didn't tell us that you have coming up? I'm writing for another album, which I don't know if the songs will be for hard or for my solo thing or whatever. It's just depends on what happens in the next little while. And... Uh, I just want to keep living and being happy and pushing out the envelope. I want my shop to be a success. Here's a simple question that uh, usually elicits a good answer. I always ask everyone, what does music do for people? I think it soothes their soul or it can inspire them. It, it can energize them. It doesn't matter if it's a blues song or not. I mean, even the blues is designed when sung to help you lose the blues. Uh, <laughs> I think it's just like a soul soother. So true. I never thought of it that way. So good. Well, Anne, thank you so much. Good luck with your store and everything you're doing. You know, the album's gonna be a huge success because it's awesome. and uh, It's so great to talk to you. It's an honor and a pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time. This has been a good, this has been a good talk. Thank you. Thank you so much, Anne. Bye. 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 To see more of this interview, visit our website, lifeminute.tv. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, Life Minute TV.